and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, John McDonald, that is me, and my very good friend, Kyra Morrison. That would be me. Hmm, something sounds pretty good this week. Yeah, we're, again. In, the, we're in the same room again. Oh, okay. I was going to try and build nah, like... No, nah, mate, we don't need to be cute about it anymore. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Like, well, the first time it's like a landmark event, second time it's kind of like... Oh, that's true, they're doing this again. It's like a rerun. Yeah. It's a repeat. <laughs> rehash an old you can't, joke. You can't just rehash your old joke. You've got to do it new and improved. We're 16 episodes in and we're already... Out of ideas? Yeah. Dro- <laughs> dropping back to like, you know... It's fine. We just roll with it. Roll for punches. <laughs> awesome. All right. Shall we get stuck into it? Yeah, man. Uh, awesome. I want you to tell me what you've been playing. You'd like me to tell... Oh, all right. Cool. We'll start with you because um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave... I'm going to finish off the what we've been playing thing with a nice little... Oh, bit, yeah, little, I know what little, it is too. Drop I can in the see ocean. In the notes there. Anyway, um, I look. I've been playing a lot of demos this week, Karen. <laughs> um, I've actually been working a lot this week, so I haven't had a whole bunch of time to sit down and play a whole bunch of things. It's the rough, uh, you know, reality of being an adult. Unfortunately, Ugh, I hate it. I hate it so much. School holidays when you work in like a bowling alley. It's Ugh. school holidays in general, man. Yeah, I, that's I've true. been swamped by children. Yep, that's true. Um, but yeah, so this first one is a demo of a game that is very, very close to my heart. Um, you witnessed my addiction to this game. I the tried f- to be addicted myself, and it just didn't, oh, just didn't stick. So good. Um, uh, I played the demo for Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix, uh, <laughs> which is a rhythm-based game, as the title may. It is implied yeah, very heavily. It gives it away a little bit, doesn't it? A little bit, just um, sort of. Yeah, so it's a rhythm-based game. Uh, they're like little micro-games almost, kind of like a WarioWare almost, but with rhythm based controls um with really amazing music the soundtracks and bizarre visuals and storylines behind each mini game um it, it's weird it's super weird but i love it there's something about it it's just so charming and um but yeah so rhythm heaven megamix got announced during e3 uh and america got it straight after e3 like the day after that conference uh but we're eventually getting it in two weeks. The problem is they got it digitally. Like they're only getting. I think they're only getting it digitally. I would have bought it. I know. Digitally. I know. I would have. I would have thrown. Oh my god! Pardon me. I would have thrown money at my 3ds. And just I just. Like, I just partially think that maybe Nintendo thinks they're doing us a favor by giving us a physical version. Because I mean, not only you, but <laughs> I love physical copies it's true and i'd wait i'd wait for a physical copy to sit on my shelf to be like oh look that's the game i own depending on the game rhythm heaven i just want to play it like <laughs> i just want it now um so having this little taste was really nice and i sort of jumped into it i think there's like six mini games you play through so it tells you how to play um the weird change with this one uh in the first one which is on the original ds i believe um yeah it was wasn't it yeah yeah original yeah. ds um it was uh you use the stylus to control, um, and so like tapping and swiping and things like that. Um, this time it uses buttons, so it uses it's not in, uh, and the the DS one was in portrait mode, whereas this one's just in normal landscape mode. Um, I look I, I, at first I was like, oh, I kind of miss the touch controls, um, but once I started playing it, I was like, no, nah, I'm I'm back in the, I'm back in the rhythm of this again, and it's cool because it uses um, one of the mini games I played or a couple of them used. Um, left and right mechanics. So you had to go like, you know, the one on the left hand side will come down. You have to use the, the, the D pad, any button on the D pad. And then the one on the right hand side would come down. You'd use any of the uh, face buttons. Um, or like the, the right hand side face buttons. 
it was it was strange at first, but I I got used to it, and then I was like, and and the music is so amazing. If you've never played Rhythm Heaven, um, find a copy. I think there's a there's even a Wii version of it as well. Ooh, like a Wii oh, version or something. There's there might be a Wii version. There yeah, may be. Um, I don't think that one is as good, but if you can find a copy of it on DS, it's worth it. It's so much fun. Um, it's great to sort of like chuck in some headphones and just sit down and tap away to it. Um, so I'm super excited to play the full release when it comes out. I'm probably not going to talk much more about it because there's not much more to to talk about uh, to play in the demo. But um, and I, once the full version comes out, I'm going to do a bit of an in depth analysis of it. Maybe I. I- like when you're saying that it doesn't use the touch controls anymore, I don't know how I feel about that. Because mm. like yeah, like I said, I I thought the same way, but it it works, it works well, and it feels it feels the same. All I can really think about is I just think about when I played Final Fantasy V8 Rhythm, mm. V8 Rhythm, however you pronounce that Square Enix title. Yeah, and then I played Persona Four Dancing All Night. Oh yeah, and out of the two, I preferred. I mean, as much as I love the Persona 4 dancing on that music. Yeah. Like, control-wise, I preferred the Final Fantasy one just because of the touch controls and button pressing. Sometimes I was all over the place, mm. like, as I was using it, especially I, on the harder difficulties. Again, oh, I haven't yeah. tried the demo for this, so it could be different. It's, yeah, I, it's very true. Um, like, touch touch controls are, like, all in there. So you basically, you know the space you're, you're operating in. Yeah. Um, and even going back to, like, an earlier rhythm game on the DS, like Elite Beat Agents as well. Oh, shit, Elite Beat Agents. Elite so Beat good. Agents was oh, such God. a good game. Um, Where's my and, sequel to that? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, or even just re-release it just on the eShop. I'd buy that again. That game was so much fun. Here's the thing, um, if it comes out on the eShop, it's coming out on the Wii U. Because no, the Wii U is where DS games yeah, go, man. DS games go. <laughs> anyway, uh, Rhythm, Heaven, uh, Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix demo is uh, available on the 3DS eShop. So if you're interested in it, it's it's there for the taking. It's free. Just jump on, search for Rhythm Heaven. It'll be there. Um, speaking, I'm just going to continue on with my demo talk this week. <laughs> so the demo disc the section. De- the demo corner with John yeah, McDonald. Yeah, this is a, a new segment we're trialing. No, um, uh, I played the Dragon Quest Builders demo. I saw that it went up. And uh, so I downloaded it on my Vita. On your Vita? I did. I played it on my Vita. Because oh, I thought okay. if I was going to buy it, I'll probably it'd be a game I'd play on my Vita, I feel. And I... After playing it, I was not wrong. It felt good to play on the Vita. Um, it's interesting. I did. I haven't played a whole lot of it. My wife played a lot more of it than I have. Um, I went to do the groceries and I came back and she was like an hour and a half deep. Um, it's a big demo. What I played yeah. it was a big demo. It's it's uh, it's interesting. The, the controls are a little niggly though. Yeah, like placing blocks can be a little finicky. It, it took a lot because the game does the demo does a lot of time holding your hand and like. Mm. teaching you bit by bit, which is probably my least favorite thing a game can do. Yeah. But I was, for a long time, being that dumb guy, like, jumping and placing blocks. And then yep. the game's like, no, you can just hold a button to do that. I'm like, well, oh, I okay. didn't know that. Yeah. I The thing that I found was, like, I'd go, all right, cool, I want to place a block there. And I'd try and angle myself yeah. to place it there. And it was like, uh, uh, not, not quite. And then I had to do, like, a U-turn and loop around. Yeah, it it does feel like again, like not that anyone plays it in third person, but if you ever have played Minecraft in third person and mm. tried to place blocks, it's a nightmare. Yeah. It doesn't work very well. Yeah, it's 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 horrible. But uh, having said that, that's probably my main gripe with the the demo. I thoroughly enjoyed everything else. It felt like a weird tower defense base building game. Uh it felt like Minecraft with quests, and that's 
great. Like, cause I, I like playing Minecraft, but I, I sometimes feel like I don't play it because I'm like, no, I've, I want, I want objectives. I want the game to give me objectives. I don't want to make my own objectives. Like sometimes it's fine when I feel like just jumping in and playing with a whole bunch of Lego, essentially. Well, That's fine. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, the new Minecraft update that's coming out might be to your liking then. Cause I'm pretty mm. sure I heard they were adding a lot more content, at least for villages. Oh, like adding in like a new villager type and all that sort of stuff. But mm. that's a bit off track. I'll have to look it up so we can discuss it. Yeah. But what, oh, what, I, what I played of, um, Dragon Quest Builders myself, I really enjoyed it. Mm. I haven't played much Dragon Quest myself. I've, I've tried played none. So this is all new to me. I know slimes are a thing. Slime, lots of slimes. Yeah. So I saw the little blue slimes. I'm like, oh, I know those the things. And in a weird way, when I was playing Builders, it kind of felt super familiar because of Minecraft. Right. Yeah, like exactly. When, when I introduced like the stamina gauge, I'm like, oh yeah, I've got to feed myself stuff yep. to keep myself. No, no, no. Oh yeah. But then there were other things like, you know, every time you build something to do with the quest or whatever, it would give you points. Yes. And that would go to your base's overall score. I guess that's because it's more focused on the base building, whereas Minecraft is more nomadic. You don't really stay yep. in one place. Yep. Make your own adventure, basically, out of that, whereas this sort of have a, has a clear storyline from the start, from the get-go, that you yeah. are the final... You were the, the last of the builders, essentially. Yeah, that, that part was interesting, mm. when it's just like, no one knows how to build anything. I'm yeah. like, really? And you meet the first NPC, and they're like... Build. You're like you built it. What is building? And you're like, I just, I. How do you explain that to someone? <laughs> I got this stick, and I set it on fire and made a torch. Yeah, exactly. I got this okay. other stick, and I made it. I, I picked it up and I hit something with it. It's a weapon now. While we're talking about builders, I have to talk about the fact that the demo was so forgiving when it's just like. The first NPC gives you a quest. Eventually, he's like, "Build me a room." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, what is a room?" consist of apparently in the world of dragon quest builders a room simply has to be at least two blocks high the walls can be made of dirt yep uh it needs a bonfire yep and a bed not even a bonfire no, a, a torch. torch yeah a torch and a bed yeah a straw bed yep no just, roof no roof straw mattress open to the you. elements like those poor guys fine what a life fine. to live no roof yeah straw fine. beds the whole point of having a house is having a roof over your head. That's where the, the yeah, term well, comes from. Well, Dragon, having a secure roof over your head. Dragon Quest doesn't care. Like, no, it's making its shit. own rules. No one cares about that. Um, but, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I, like, it's something that wasn't on my radar previously by yeah. any stretch. Because, like you said, I've never played it. I've never personally played any Dragon Quest game. So, there was no attachment to the series. And I felt like I had to play it. Um, but it was a free demo. And I was like, oh, fuck it. It sounds interesting. I'll give it a go. Um, and I'm glad I did. It's definitely popped up on my radar. If not just for me, my wife's radar as well. She's pretty into it. So it's definitely a game she's into. Um, so at the very least, our household may get a copy of it. <laughs> so I might tinker around with it myself. I'm if interested. One of buys it. Yeah. I'm definitely interested. Like the demo was fun. I just, I don't, I'm just not a big fan of handholding tutorials like that. Yep. So, yeah. You know, it was, especially in something that, it was like, I know how to do this. This this is all familiar. And you should the game shouldn't be going, Oh, look at this. Do you want to know how to build and this? Way, it's like, no, I know how way, to do this. The way it was sort of tongue in cheek about it as well, like the narrator was just kinda of like like your character would be bored by by being yeah. told what to do. I'm like, Yeah, that's cute, but that's how I actually feel yeah, right exactly. now. Exactly. I, I that's not the yeah. You're you, not making a commentary, you're just you, like, This is how I feel. You accurately <laughs> like made me connect with the main protagonist I am playing as <laughs> because I am also bored of listening to this. Good God. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. So that's the end of my demo talk. Um, I also played one more game this week that I bought. It was another mobile game. Continuing the trend of my, my mobile gaming habits, because that's what I do. On my brand new iPhone 7. Oh. Yeah. It's nice and shiny. I'm showing Kyron right now. It looks like an iPhone. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's nice. It does. It has some fun things. I, I never had 3D touch before. That's kind of cool. I actually played a couple of games that used 3D touch. Um, There's a game that came out. Well, it was already out, but we went free last week because it was like the editor's choice game on the App Store called um, AG Drive. It's kind of like Wipeout. Oh, okay. Um, I miss but, Wipeout. I miss Wipeout so bad. Yeah, well, this was kind of like Wipeout, and it's cool. I did. I I deleted it because I was like, ah, oh, I'm bored with this now. <laughs> um, but it was cool. It used, um, and I've I've seen a lot of driving games use the 3D touch. Now, 3D touch is when you press harder into the screen, and it will react differently. Okay. If that makes sense. I don't want to be. I don't want to be the old guy in Avatars, but I'm already out because I hate controls like that. Yeah, but in a driving game, it kind of makes sense because the harder you push, the like, and you don't have to do it. So with AG Drive, like you'd hold it and it'd be normal speed. And if you want to go a little bit faster, you just push a bit harder, and it's fine. It's a little bit harder. Um, but yeah, so I, I was looking at this game for quite a long time called Sproggy Wood. What a, what a name, mm, right? Sproggy yeah. Wood. I'll just leave that on the table. Oh, no one's going to touch it. <laughs> Ooh, I'm not going to touch your Sproggy I'm, Wood. I'm not cleaning it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's uh, I've been looking at it for a while, and um, it recently had a price drop. I don't know whether it's just a sale at the moment or whatnot, but um, I finally bit the bullet and jumped into it, and I played a little bit of it. It's so it's it's a turn-based roguelike. It's like a traditional roguelike where you move one square at a time, essentially. Um, it's set in a world where this weird little Sproggy, Lord Sproggy Wood character has, like, fallen through into another world and you have to help him rebuild the world or something like that. I haven't really paid much attention to the story. The gameplay is really fun. Uh, but it's, yeah, so you go through these dungeons and go as far as you can or try and get to the boss and beat the boss um, and then you progress to the next level. But if you don't, you die and go back to the start and you lose all the, the items and stuff that you found in there. You gain a little bit of gold so you can buy upgrades and whatnot. But you can also use that gold to buy buildings because you have a uh, town building element to it as well. So you've got to sit there and try and figure out. You can just decorate it. You can put like bridges and like other buildings there that don't have any function but make the town look pretty. You can do paths between it. Uh, it's all on like an like a isometric grid-based view. Um, but then you can buy buildings that will give you permanent upgrades, like you gain XP faster or, you you know, more HP to start with, all that kind of thing. Um, you can also use gold to buy um, weapons to start the round with as well. And there are characters you can unlock as well, so I've unlocked one of the characters. Um, I've only played for maybe an hour, maybe two hours, um, but what I've played of it so far, um, it's definitely something I'll come back to. Um, I just, like I said, I've been busy this week. It's a, again, it's the pitfall of adult life. Sometimes, Ugh. sometimes it happens. Sometimes it gets you down, Ugh. and we can't enjoy the finer things in life in, well, a, in the form of video games. We can't even play video games this weekend, Kyron, because we have to go and do a box weekend. How tedious! I know for our good friend. Yeah, a good friend. Yeah, you know who you are. No, nah, it's gonna be really fun. That's fine. We play some Smash. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah we'll we play, we play some we, games in there. We play some Smash tonight. Yeah, we should put that we on. We've been playing. I, well, we've also Smash, been is, Smash, Smash is very good. Everyone should play Smash. Yep, do it. It's good. Anyway, that's <laughs> me for this week, Karen. <laughs> what have you been playing? Um, I've got I've got a bit of this. I've got a bit of that. 
So mm-hmm. I'll start off with the with the one I've been playing the most. Mm-hmm. It's this is late. Like this is like probably a year late at this point. I don't know. Mm. I, don't, I can't remember when it exactly came out, but mm. I, I went back to Life is Strange. Hey! I went back. So I remember leaving it off at episode... I think I'd just done episode three. Right. And it had like a... Are you, you haven't played it, have you? No, I gonna, played I'm episode gonna, one. That's all I played. I'm not going to spoil anything. But uh, I will say... I didn't want to be like, oh, don't spoil it for me. But like, I was just like, I'm just going to sit here and be like... God, I'm I, I will preface it by saying you should play Life is Strange. Yeah, I, I really want to. I will not spoil it because what I will... Like, when I went into Life is Strange, I was kind of like, okay, this is a, it's a neat little game with this character who can sort of like rewind time. This will be a cute little adventure. Oh God, Joel. Mm. The way, the way, the last episode, even the second last episode, like that game is something like it, it went in a direction that I wasn't expecting and then just sort of started kicking me and didn't stop kicking me. And it has like one of the, like it has, well, not even one, like two or three choices that I'd probably just, when the choices come up to choose A or B, I sort of sat my controls down and was just like, I don't know what to do. I choose these, C, neither. <laughs> these are these are digital characters that I that doesn't matter what I pick, but I don't know what to do. It that's and that's the thing. Like that's this is why this is why video games are fucking awesome. It's especially true. in this day and age. Is because we can have a a a game like this that'll have some sort of morality choice or some sort of just choice in general that you have to make and it's it's agonizing to try and figure out what to do especially in like in like say like a telltale game where you've got a time limit to make it as well that's the thing like and that's kind of what i like and hate about it like because in this one at least for the big choice i'm talking about there is no timer yeah you can really mull it over it sits on the screen it's like square is this option and circle is that option you're just like it's no pressure i have all the time in the world and I don't know what I'm going to do. It still it sometimes doesn't make it. Yeah, like you said, it doesn't it doesn't help. It doesn't, it's still it's like, like at least if, with a Telltale game when that when that starts ticking, I'm like, got to choose nah, something. Nah, that one, or you just say nothing. Yeah, and you feel like a dope. <laughs> exactly. But in this one, like for some of those decisions, I was just like, I don't, I don't know. Yep, I don't know. Specifically, there's like a choice in episode four that is probably one of the hardest choices I've made in the video <sighs> game. It was it's rough, and it, it not only that, like I I feel like some of the choices you make really communicate maybe a part of how you are like how you w- would decide such a thing as a person like if you were faced with this scenario you're just like is that the choice i'd make i'm actually looking I, at- I don't know like it's it's really cool and again i know i'm super late with this one like it came out it definitely came out like at least a year ago oh, it's 25 bucks 25 bucks man you have to get over 25 bucks it's so good. You I'm won't that spe- sit there for the moment. <laughs> if you like Telltale games and stuff like that, you will enjoy Life is Strange. And the characters are incredible. The music's amazing. Visually, it, you know, it's a bit rough around the edges. The lip syncing. The, the lip sync is the one that, that really gets me. But like, I, I can overlook that yeah. because the rest of the game is so good. Yeah, definitely. Like there was a portion in like the last episode where the characters were talking and their mouths weren't moving. It was really weird. Just having internal monologues. They're yeah, just, speaking telepathically. It's and fine. You, you know what? This is a game where a character can rewind time. Anything's possible. Yeah, it makes sense. But, it's canon. But yeah, so I finished that and it was incredible. And I wish I'd played it last year because it probably would have not been my game of the year, but it definitely would have been right up there. On, on the short list. Right up there. Like yep. top five. Yep. Plus, Ashley Birch is in it as well. Yes. I love her. Yes. So. It's a good game. So if you haven't tried it yet, go and do it. And if you have and you're yelling at me going, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, get off my back. Yeah. <laughs> just 
Fucking Some, relax. Sometimes, you know, things slip through my fingers because there's a lot of games that come out these days. Yeah, there's a lot of games coming out in the next few months as uh, well. Oh, boy. I saw an article, I think on VG247, that was literally like, there is a triple A blockbuster, or there's a blockbuster release coming out every week from now till the end of till Christmas, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. So that's, you know, sometimes it happens that things Ugh, slip through the cracks. Rough. But um, apart from that, I also mm-hmm. tried out Virginia, the full game, after I talked ah. about the demo last week. Which I have played the demo now. I went and played it afterwards. I played it the next day. Good. It was great. So you now know what I was talking about, how it's sort of weird but interesting. It's, yeah, it definitely, it definitely piqued my interest. I was like, yeah, I might have to have a look into this at a later date. Yeah, well, it's still still on special on the PSN, I think, for another week, maybe. Like down to like $13. Mm. It's not too bad. Well, it's going to be that or The Life is Strange. Like, literally, look at that. It's right there. if If I had to pick, I would... I don't know. I'd say Life is Strange, I guess, just purely because of how long it'll yeah, take I guess you. Yeah, like longevity out of but, it But um, if you're looking for a, a quick little time scene, Virginia's about a couple of hours long. It's interesting. Not bad. It's hard to really put it into words, but you play the demo, so you know yeah, that it's sort I, of... Yeah. It's choppy with how it progresses, because, and it's intentional, like, to jump around a lot. Yeah, it's very cinematic yeah. in the way that, that well, it's edited together, essentially. Yeah, well, the full game is... It continues that trend, and there were some parts where it was it left me really confused, but like I was super invested the entire time. And I know it's a game that's not that's not going to be for everyone. It's one of those games where if you watch the trailer or even play the demo and you don't like it or you don't like what you see, the full game's not going to take yeah, your mind because exactly, yeah. it is exactly that. Like it is walking simulator. You don't control the narrative really. The story has a very set line it follows down. Mm-hmm. You can sort of interact with some objects and collectibles for trophies and stuff like that. Right. But basically you're there to listen to their story for two hours. Yeah. And not to give it, I won't give it away because it's, it's weird. It's such a fucking weird game. I don't know. <laughs> so it's basically set in the nineties and you're with your partner investigating the disappearance of a boy in Virginia, the titular state, of course. Mm-hmm. And it also turns out that your character also has another reason for being on this assignment. Like, your character is investigating your person you're partnered with for reasons that you'll find in the game. Right. So there's sort of, like, what you're here for face value, and then there's, like, mm, this is what you're actually here for. There's a bit of subtext. And then it goes down a weird, winding path, and I was... I think... I'm still piecing it together and I might nearly understand what the heck I saw. Right. So that brings me to something that I wanted to ask you about. Do you think, is that in terms of just purely the subject matter of the storyline or is it the way it's presented? Because you said last week about how, and now I've experienced it, that there is no dialogue. Yeah. So do you think, is is that you still piecing it all together, still an impact of it having no dialogue or is it solely from a, a, I think, a narrative point. I think it's a combination. It, do, it does make me realize how much I pay attention to audio, like mm-hmm. to dialogue in games, and also just narratively how it's set out because it you never quite know what time some of these events are happening. It's not a linear story. Mm, like right. sometimes you'll go back and see something that happened before what you're doing now is happening. Okay. It's sort of all over the place. But it's again, that's what makes it so interesting because you're sort of going, is this did this happen before or after? I, I'm not quite sure. And yeah, it's just, it was weird. It was a weird, cool little game, but I'm glad it exists. And again, if you're interested in the walking simulator, 
genre, as some people call it. <laughs> it's fine. You're allowed to call it that, but it Look, does. I don't mean. think it's a dirty word. It's just it's just the way that people use it. The way it's yeah. used. The, the, the connotations sometimes yeah. are derogatory. I think it's an it's an it's an like an accurate description of what those types of games are. Yeah, it is a walking simulator. You, it's a yeah, you're going through and it's. I still prefer like narrative adventures, but whatever. Narrative know, adventures, all right. But um, noted, <laughs> noted for future mm. use. It's a new genre. Shut that down. Done. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say check it out if you're interested. Again, if you don't like what you see in the screens or even what people are saying about it, you're probably not going to like it. It doesn't really apologize for what it is. But um, probably the biggest takeaway I had is there's a scene in a bar where there's some music playing and holy shit, does it sound like the Twin Pigs theme? Right. And it made me so happy. I was like, oh giddy. Oh, actually speaking of which, just to rewind a bit to Life is Strange, there's a couple of number plates. One of them is a reference to Twin Peaks and I was... I, I lost my damn mind when I saw that. Awesome. Uh, I just wanted to go back and touch on that one again because everyone should watch Twin Peaks. Um, everyone I, should I, watch I, Twin Peaks. I was going to start watching it this week and then I went... It was like three in the morning when I decided I was going to start watching it. <laughs> Actually, it was about, maybe about 2 a.m. or something. I think I just finished playing the Virginia demo. Ah. And I was like, I'm going to watch Twin Peaks. And then I went to watch the first episode and I realized it was an hour and a half. I'm like, yeah, it's oh, a, I'm The first episode tired. is like a movie-length one and then yeah. it cuts back to like 40 minutes an episode yeah and then i was like okay i'll do this another day <laughs> 2 a.m might be a bit late for something david lynchian i would say yeah it can get pretty weird or it could be perfect it, it could, could be perfect. the perfect time you might be just delusional mm, enough to, right. to figure it all out earlier exactly you might get it yeah it mm. might just suddenly make sense click uh but yeah so i don't know check it out if you're interested i liked cool. it cool. um apart from that today i picked up xcom 2 <laughs> now i when I came around tonight, I walked in through the door. I go, housemate was like, "Welcome to our house." Kyron's getting mad at XCOM too. That was that was how I got introduced to this tonight. So, so here's the thing about XCOM two. <laughs> I liked XCOM one, but you know there were some parts where it was kind of just bullshit. Right, just straight up bullshit. Yep. Just I know there's mathematics behind the mechanics for the miss, the chance mm-hmm. to miss. Yep. But it always just feels like it's weighed against me, and that's bullshit. Because it's essentially a dice roll, sort of, yeah. roughly. There's, like, like Someone did the math, or there's like an algorithm you can look up. It's it's pretty crazy. That's insane. But uh, but basically, I just feel like XCOM's out to get me, essentially. <laughs> XCOM 2 has not changed that fact. Uh, most of my shots miss, and it is pretty crappy. But <laughs> I must say, I'm going to keep playing the game, because I, in- I am definitely interested Still don't know how I feel about it just going, no, XCOM 1's ending doesn't matter. The Aliens won. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what, you beat them. No, Aliens won. Lodge, okay. Uh, aliens did it. They got it. But So basically, XCOM 2 is set in that world. It's like 20 years later after the first one. Mm-hmm. Aliens have taken over. They're like creating alien-human hybrid soldiers. It's a bit weird. And the immediate, like the humans in this one, like the the soldiers you're playing as are more of a resistance squad than anything. Like, you're resistance okay. fighters. So your your home base is now mobile. Like, you've got a ship you fly around in, as opposed to, like, the HQ you had in XCOM 1. And then 1. you're flying off Yeah, to, you fly yeah. to different countries to do missions, which is cool. Like, I like that more nomadic approach since you were you were the underdogs. Like, yeah. the aliens won, so you've got to take back Earth country by country. But finish the fight. Got to, got to start the fight again, then finish the fight. Yeah, yeah. But... I ran into a brick wall immediately upon, like, the first real mission. Because XCOM 2 has now got, like, a stealth system. Because you're, you're, like, a resistance force. So you're right. usually entering undercover. Sticking to the shadows is probably yeah. the best Yeah, so most, 
most of the missions that you do, at least from my playtime, have been started in stealth, which is fine. The stealth is fine. You know, I don't mind that. And it's decent indicators if you're going to, like, break stuff, like red tiles. If you step on a red tile, the enemy will see you. Okay. But, and that's fine, except for the fact that the very first mission is disarm this bomb. You have eight turns. And I... And it was just seven or eight attempts of just trying to balance getting my men up there without getting spotted to disarm the bomb. Because when you disarm the bomb, it basically triggers the enemies anyway. Yeah, so, yeah you go loud. And yeah, like, I, I'm not saying it's bad, and I, I love a challenge, don't get me wrong, but I just don't know how well I'm going to enjoy XCOM as an aggressive game. Right. I'm that guy who plays a strategy game, it's like, let's take two steps here. But that's the it's thing about... safe. <laughs> well, that's the thing about a strategy game, is it's supposed to have eight... You're supposed to have strategies to do it. You should, you should have as many options as you can. Yeah. Like, again, I appreciate what they're doing, like, because... Yeah. Strategy obviously is more interesting when it's like, okay, got eight turns, what you got? It's like, shit, go forward, I guess. Yeah. But I feel like it's a mechanic that I would have liked to have eased into a bit more. It also has been about two or three years since I last played the first XCOM, so I was way out of it. And the game doesn't, like, it doesn't think you played the first one. Mm -hmm. But I think there it's just like, yeah, you kind of, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You know how to move and take cover and and miss all your shots. Yeah, (laughs) you know what this is. I hate that my sniper misses, Joel. I must admit, I watched your sniper take a shot at someone that was not even that far away. Yeah. They were about, like, maybe 200 metres away, but if on, that. On the counter of that, though, then they did something amazing, because um, the sniper is also a, a gunslinger class. So they have their sniper rifle and, like, a hand cannon as, like, their sidearm. And because I had them on overwatch mode, which is basically when an enemy moves within their range of, like, their vision... They get a free shot. Yep. And it just looked amazingly badass to watch my sniper put away the rifle and just pull out the hand cannon and just go bang. Just one-handed. Like, you're dead. I was just like, whoa, okay, this game might be, might, you know, I might stick with it. Also, that's that's the only Overwatch talk this week. Yeah. The mention, of, the mention of Overwatch in XCOM 2. I actually might have something for it later. But... I've, having said that, like, there was plenty of Overwatch jokes being made in the house when mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I'm going to enter Overwatch. <laughs> my character's gonna play Overwatch now in the middle of XCOM 2 it's a terrible strategy diva style just <laughs> in front of like I feel like the aliens are gonna screen. win the aliens have won man if I'm playing Overwatch in XCOM 2 yeah but really you've won <laughs> yeah when it comes down to it yeah well hey look at that we have talked about Overwatch now yeah we have god damn it <laughs> but yeah so it's again it's still early days for XCOM 2 I might talk about it more next week once I've spent some more time with it mm-hmm. I've only really spent all up maybe three or four hours with it right Interesting, fun, uh, definitely kicking my ass on like mission three, so I'm scared. I'm playing on normal as well. Ooh. I was just like, maybe I should be on easy. The game is not being nice to me. <laughs> it's not being gentle. But uh, still, if you liked XCOM 1, you'll probably like this one, if you don't mind it being a bit rough. And then, Joel, I don't want I'm not going to spoil anything. I don't want to. I don't want to talk. I've already sort of talked to you about it anyway. I know. Joel, I played the first hour of Persona 5 because I am a weak soul and it came, it came in last Thursday and I got really mad at Destiny, I think. I was just mad. I was done with it. I was like, fuck this. I'm yep. playing Persona 5. So I was climbing a stupid mountain in, at, at the, the new social space, which is bullshit, might I add. Uh, but I fired it up against my better judgment and I just played the first hour just to, just to taste it and be like, cool, this will hold me over till February. Again, I won't spoil anything because I don't know what the fuck was happening because <laughs> it was all in Japanese. <laughs> what I can say, though, is the gameplay is A+++. Oh, 
February is so far away. Karen. I know. It's so far away. The combat is great. The visuals are gorgeous. The music is so good. But dunge- I explored a dungeon and it was so much more interesting than Persona 3 and 4. I was interacting with environments and stuff. Again, when I got here and I saw that it was sitting on your XMB on your <laughs> on your PlayStation Four, I was I I had like thirty dollars like Nintendo credit for. That's a story that you know. That's another thing. I I managed to get thirty dollars store credit for twenty dollars. Awesome story for me. Um, and I was going to buy something else. Turned out I didn't really, wasn't really interested in the end. So I was looking through the store like things I could buy. And found that Persona Q was twenty nine dollars as well. Good and game. Having seen it, like seen Persona Five sitting on your XMB, I'm like, I'm buying Persona Q. At least I need to have some sort of Persona <laughs> element in my life until February. It's a good choice. It's a good game. Yeah, I'm sitting here right now. But yeah, so uh, I don't want to. I'm not, again. I don't. I can't spoil anything because I don't know what's happening. But I have even like. My hopes were pretty high for that game. Oh. Like I was like from the trailers and what I'd seen and what I've heard. It was, I'm like, this game's going to blow my damn mind. And I was like, after the first hour, is it going to still blow my mind? And the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready for more as soon as February gets here. I'm, I put it away now. It's sitting over there. I've got a trophy. <laughs> I have a trophy. I don't know what it's called. I think it's about getting my persona because <laughs> it's got my personas, like the character's persona on the trophy picture. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe. maybe. Most, sure. most people have it. It's a common trophy. We'll get back to you when we when it's we've learned Japanese. Yeah. Oh. If I knew Japanese, I would kick you out right now and be playing Persona 5. Yeah, I yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But yeah, so I just wanted to say that. And holy shit, the special edition is gorgeous. It is, I, I have also put my peepers on that it's too. Sitting, it's sitting over on my on the ironing board over there, just being the most beautiful thing I own right now. Also, hey, EB Games, hurry up and put up pre-orders for the fucking like European special edition. I want it's, that bag. It's the actual version of shut up and take our money. Yep. I we want just, that bag. We just want to give them our money. I want that gym bag. And, I, will, and, and I will use that as my bag. Don't forget the Morgana plush that it comes with. Yeah. Yes. Well. <laughs> yes. I, I, there's only one thing that can make that better. If it came with one of those Morgana hats that I gave out at E3 this year. I might have one on the way. Oh, corn! <laughs> You're killing me. I had a friend who went to E3. Oh, you're killing me. And they got one of those, one of the Persona 5 bags. And they were like, yeah, we'll send it to you. I'm like, you'll what? You'll what it to me? You'll send it to me? I'm like they rocking are... back and forward. I'm, I'm as far into the field position as I can get <laughs> while sitting on a couch. They are truly the most important friends that I have that don't live in this country for doing that for me. You can put it on. It's not, I'm not going to wear it. I'll have it. No, it'll make me too sad. I'll just be like, You'll be happy. I'll, I'll, I'll just be watching you, uh, looking at you, like, look at yours, and I'll just be on eBay, like, trying to find the cheapest <laughs> one I can get. It's like, this one's only, like, look, don't $80. Be su- I yeah. won't be surprised if they have some more ready for when it comes out. Surely. Like, yeah. Uh, so that'll be cool. Like, maybe I'll play Persona 5 wearing it. <laughs> I won't do that. Well, you could, maybe you could. Or you could just kill me and take it, but I'll, I'll take you. Go on. <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Holy Ship Center 5, from the hour I played, 10 out of 10. Absolutely 10 out of 10. I loved it. So Don't excited. know what was happening, but everything I saw and did was great. I'm so excited. And uh, and yet so disheartened that it's not until two months, a month, well, two into next year. Makes me sad. We'll get there. We'll get there. Makes me sad. 
basically, as we get closer, this podcast will become more and more about Joel oh, Persona is really close. Yeah. And then Persona 5 will come out and it'll just be like a full episode where it's just that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, We alternate between Joel having sort of delusions about when the NX is getting released. We're getting cl- At that point, we should know, right? <laughs> <laughs> one would think. You would assume and hope. One would hope we know at least something about it. I guess we'll see where we're sitting next February when that time rolls around. Mm, Valentine's Day. Take my heart. Sorry, sorry, my wife. Um, that That's going to be a really boring Valentine's Day for you. I really apologize. I don't know. It seems like it's going to be a fun game to watch as well. I, that's what I mean. I, I it's think, basically a playable anime. I think that's what, yeah, I think she'll be really into it, to be honest. So much style. It's just so stylish. Okay. Like, oh, Everything in that in the combat just oozes it. It oozes color, and it's so vibrant. And like summoning personas and using attacks. Anyway, we've got to move on. I actually feel like crying. Like <laughs> I, I'm so excited. Anyway, I'm st- I'm still that excited, and I I just had to taste it. Mm, I don't blame me. I don't blame me. I'm a weak. I'm weak, but it was there, and I had it. And now it's there. And now sometimes I just scroll past on the XMB and just go. <laughs> mm. I hope you do it soon. Do it. Honestly, I I thought you I thought you would have caved sooner. Oh, it was it was it was tough. I thought you would have caved sooner. I thought I thought for for sure you would have got it and just been. Wow, what's an hour? <laughs> it's in Japanese. I don't know what's going on. Like I, I at least wasted two days, man. I waited two days before yeah, I jumped on it, and you, then your your uh, level of restraint is very. It's as strong as admirable. that's as strong as I can do for Persona. Yep. Uh, but anyway, that's enough about what we've been playing. I think it's time to move on to some news talk. Oh, yes. What have we got this week? Uh, well, first oh, of all, we've got, we got a thing that annou- was announced a few days ago. Oh, and yeah. ever since it was announced, I'm like, oh, we are talking about this oh, this yes. week. Because Shovel Knight is a guest NPC in Ukulele. That is fucking awesome. Yeah, man. That trailer, it was so good. It was so cool. It absolutely reminded me of the, the Rareware days of old with... Banjo-Kazooie and mm-hmm. uh, Donkey Kong 64. 64 even yeah. Conker's Bad Fur Day. Like, yep. a lot of those old games. And just hearing, like, the... It isn't the first time we've seen it. But having the trailer, like, have the, just the noises yep. to the dialogue. I was just like... And, like, at the end, too, like, the... Boo! And, like, the... Yeah. The shadow shape zoom in thing. Just, like, when you would have the DK one and DK 64. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was... The scene change thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm... That's a game that... As much as, like... So next year, the games I'm most excited about are obviously Persona 5 and yes. Breath of the Wild. But yes. honestly, nipping at their buds in third place is absolutely ukulele. Oh, God, yeah. Ukulele is looking fantastic. And I mean, you've had, you, again, you've had a one-up on me by being able to play the toy box stuff. I haven't even, I haven't had laid hands on the game. I'm still super, like, I'm uber jacked for it. Oh, I'll have to try and log into my Steam account on your laptop and see if you can run it. Because you've got to try oh, it. Yeah, that's... It's so good. It, yeah, I, I really want to give it a go. Oh, but yeah, Shovel Knight, and he looks awesome. He looks very cool, and I love that he's got, like, just hearing the theme music play as well over the top as they, as they announced him. Yep. Oh, it was it was magic. And even the other NPCs besides Shovel Knight look, yeah. look hilarious. Trouser Snake is and, the best. And Capital B. Capital B. Capital B is a classic. Uh, it's just, like... <laughs> Horrible puns. It's I, I'm I'm in heaven. Yeah, puns are great. It's in my this, jam. I sometimes hate puns, but in this case, I fucking love them. You only I hate puns them. when I say them. It's true. It's, yeah, I, I hate it when Joel says them. Which is most of the time. <laughs> oh, you puns. I love it. 
Um, but I believe you said that Yacht Club Games, the uh, the I, developers of Shovel Knight. I was trying to find like the exact quote. Yeah, but like because this is really interesting. I I I didn't know if you were going to bring this up or not, but I feel like it's something we should talk about. <laughs> it, it's it gets me excited because basically, very when the announcement the announcement trailer happened. They Yacht Club also had a thing to say about it because you know it's Shovel Knight, it's their character. Yeah, it's, it's their it's their it's their only game. Like so, basically, when they posted the story, I'll just read out the whole block of text because it's easier. Yep. So Yacht Club wrote a, an entry about it, in, like, confirming it. Basically, it was like yes, we're working with Platonic to make to bring Shovel Knight to to Ukulele as an NPC, and like the last paragraph basically reads as follows. Yacht Club Games designed and built the model itself while, Pla- while Platonic rigged and animated it to life. Shovel Knight sure looks comfortable in a 3D world. Who knows? Maybe one day we'll see Shovel Knight running and jumping around his very own 64-styled adventure. Wouldn't that be neat? Mm, yes. Which it would be, because this has played into the thing I've wanted for so long, as I want more Shovel Knight. <laughs> yeah. A 3D Shovel Knight would be... Be cool, just awesome, and it'd be great too because it, it, it's almost because Shovel Knight is such a love letter to those old school platformers as well. The next progression of those old school platformers was like Super Mario sixty four. Yeah, like so finding your feet in the weird three D world. If they if they even named it like Shovel Knight sixty four or <laughs> Shovel Knight one twenty eight or something <laughs> like some bullshit name like that, that would be awesome. Yeah, like that gets me really excited to think about like a three D shovel knight yeah. and like exploring those worlds and I don't know I don't know if it'd be the same and like the same bosses. I assume there'd be new ones. Yeah. But I just I'm just ready for more shovel knight. Imagine if this almost comes into our question we've got, but like imagine if you had Shovel Knight three D, right? Mm-hmm. It's set after the events of the first game. So you've already Essentially, got all the powers and all the the, you, the other people on the side and all all the other the other the other knights. If you could swap, but instead of just using their powers, you actually swapped between them. That'd be cool. So it was like shovel knight force, like so, like you know, you had to use a, like you know the propeller um, propeller knight to get up high. So it's like switch to propeller knight. Ooh, I'm flying up high now. And then you could change to king knight and just be a dick. Yep, because that's all he is. Oh god, yeah, just a dick. He's a massive dick. Um. That'd be cool. I just, yeah, like that was that was again that was something else that got me really excited. Yeah. Like, seeing that trailer was like, yep, cool, ukulele, give it to me, and then holy shit, shovel knight, definitely give it to me. And also, can I have another shovel knight, please, Jacques Club? Oh yes, I'm excited for the DLC they're doing. Yes, I feel like it's been going a bit long. Yep, but uh, I don't know. I want to believe it once they finish it up and wrap it up. They'll be like, cool, new shovel knight. Yeah, well, surely this is. I feel like this could be like a this next DLC they got coming for Shovel Knight might be. I think they they're doing like I think the next one comes like they I think they're all coming in the next one. And okay, I, I haven't like don't quote me on that, but I know the next one's King Knight. I'm right. pretty sure is the next one. Uh, and if, if, if Plague Knight's anything to go by, it's going to play differently and be really weird, but also really cool and fucking really hard. Awesome, I love it. it was the, the the other thing I liked about this the, um, Shovel Knight's appearance in the ukulele trailer is. I like I got a better understanding of his size and his scale. Yeah, well, I was like, like, oh, okay. yeah, he is a knight. He would be kind of towering, like yeah, like bit. he looks small, I guess, in Shovel Knight because to make the bosses look bigger. Yeah, exactly, and to like, yeah, and like some of them are the same size as him. Like King Knight is proportionate to him, and yeah. so is probably Propeller Knight as well. Yep, 
There's just a couple of other ones that are bigger, like fucking Spectre Knight, who can eat a fucking... Fucking Spectre Knight. Spectre Knight, I hate him. Only because he hates me. So, you know, it's mutual, at least, if nothing else. But, yeah, oh, it's just... It was great seeing him fully rendered in 3D. Mm. I can't wait to see what sort of stuff you have to, you have to do for him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, let me find his shovel. <laughs> Be like a catching mini game. Where there's like a, like a little zone which is dedicated to Shovel Knight. A little town. Oh. Mm. Exciting stuff. It is. I love that Shovel Knight is infecting everything. Yeah. He's so just, it should. He's just reaching into every game he can and be like, and I'm in this game, and I'm in that game, and I'm in this game. He should have infected Smash Bros. But I'm like, sh- the way this is going, I'm sure he tried at yeah. least. And like, I don't get know. Right, go. Maybe when we get Smash NX, he'll be in that. <laughs> I'll buy it. <laughs> You'll sold. buy it anyway. Yeah, I'll buy it anyway. We're, but sold. Know, we can we can dream. We can dream. With my fantastical NX machine. <laughs> hey, it's inside you right now. It's inside me. Ow! <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that was, was that was fun. That was a fun little thing we saw and yeah. I just wanted to talk about it because I love ukulele and Shovel Knight's amazing. Yep. Uh two good things together. Yeah, combined into one weirdly. Again, it's weird, but I would never really put them together. No, but it just seems right. But then seeing them together is like beautiful. Yep. Love it. 10 out of 10. I agree. Um, But then, this is also, this is not a huge thing to discuss. I thought it's interesting Mm. to hear that Ubisoft seemed pretty confident, at least in saying that Assassin's Creed and Far Cry may not reappear until 2017 sometime. Good. Yeah. Well, honestly, the the gap has been working for Assassin's Creed, I'd say. Yep. Absolutely. I think by the time we get news of a new Assassin's Creed, I think everyone will be like, "Oh yeah, cool! Let's, I'm ready for a new Assassin's Creed." Yeah, I'm ready. Creed. To jump, I'm ready to jump back in and, and stab some guys. Yeah, not like, oh, another Assassin's Creed. Of course it is. Like, yeah, and Far Cry. I guess after I'm not sure how well Far Cry Primal did. I heard some good things about it, but yeah, I, critically it did pretty well. Like, not amazingly, it, but it did well. I think enough. it just sort of fell off everyone's radar. Yeah. So I don't think it's a bad thing either that Far Cry is also being rested. Especially after how similar 3 and 4 were. So, and which is interesting because I played the shit out of 3 and loved it. Me too. And I barely touched 4. And I think it may be because I played so much 3. Yeah. Like, going back to 4, as good as 4 was, it was kind of just yep. like, uh, And it sucks because I, I really wanted to see more of Pagan Min, but I just, I, I didn't want to trudge through everything else to get to it. Like, yeah. I was like, well, well. I'm not feeling it. I think I got like halfway through your copy and just never went back. That's right, you have my copy. Yeah, it's right there, man. It's, whenever you feel like you need it, just take it with you. I should probably take it. That's, that's like trading fodder. <laughs> it would be fodder, exactly that. Yeah, it'd be like, <laughs> like 12 bucks or something. Uh, maybe. Five bucks. Where you, um, where you traded in at? <laughs> oh, the place, the, the magic the, game the place. Magic place. Oh. Um, no, I think it's a good idea. I, I think it's a really good idea. I we were just so oversaturated with things like um especially Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed especially just purely based on the yearly release and how little each iteration was changing yep and of course I mean we can always it's easy to say that the reason we're here is because of Unity that's true like Unity I bought that at launch like an idiot like mm. chump because I mean I was excited for it I remember like when I, was, I saw like oh, I was excited after seeing everything like leading up to it, and everyone going, "Oh, oh guys, oh. <laughs> oh no!" Like nervously pulling at their collars. But 
And then I saw you were like, um, oh, I logged onto the, the fucking PlayStation and you were oh. playing and I was like, oh, Kyron, oh no, what are you doing? It was an experience playing that game oh. on a patch, like falling through terrain and weird low res poly faces on guys oh. and... I never got the faceless guy. The fucking nightmare fuel ones. Yeah, with just, just like terrifying. the eyeballs sticking out. Yeah, I never got those, but oh. I got other weird glitches. But Unity was just a mess. It and, was. And I was like, cool, I'm done. This game was garbage. Then I caved and bought Syndicate. I must admit, I thought about going to Syndicate. No, I've I've played I've played Assassin's Creed 2. I never finished it. The best it. one. The best yeah. one is 2. I, I never finished it. Um... I got pretty far in it, but then I sort of didn't play it for like six months and went back to it and went, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> it's one um, of those sort of games where you, it, it, or any open world game, really, if you, yeah. if you leave it for enough and go back, you're just like, I you're don't There's know no what I'm point. doing. There's no point me being I here. I'm doing. I might as well restart if I'm really interested in playing yeah, this game. Yeah, and get the full story. Um, and then I bought Black Flag. Black Flag was good. It was great. Never finished it. Got to, um, be, got to be a pirate. Yeah. Pirate stuff was great. Loved it. Um, so I'm not really invested in the Assassin's Creed universe. But I, I don't know why I was. I was just oddly compelled. I mean, it's there. It's an interesting concept for a series. Like, it's well, I really... Will, I will say that... Syndic- as heavy-handed as it can be. Syndicate was better. Syndicate was probably my favourite entry in a while. Yeah. And it was a lot, mostly thanks to the world seemed more interesting. Having two protagonists was good, especially, mm-hmm. specifically, Evie was the interesting one of the two. Yep. Didn't really give a shit about Jacob, to be honest. Yep. And... The decision to use a smaller soundtrack from Austin Wintery really did well. Was and it? Tripod. Yes, Tripod. Did also in well. Yes, Tripod. Yeah. Where, where I heard their song in one of the taverns. That's really cool. Austin Wintery's nice little strings arrangement really yep. sort of suited the London, you know, area it was set in. So I think it was good. The and setting definitely intrigued me. That's what yeah. made me want to play that game. And I'm still... Like, contemplating it. I mean, I'm probably picking up a copy like, pretty cheap now. But. Based on Syndicate, I probably will pick up the next Assassin's Creed, just because Syndicate gives me hope. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah, Unity didn't, and I'm assuming that now it's been a couple of years, like, it's been, this is its first year off, and it, presumably it'll be a holiday release next year. So I have to imagine that Syn- the Syndicate group, because I have to, there's more than one team, for sure. Yeah. They're nowhere but turning those out year to year with one team. One team, yeah. So I have to imagine that Syndicate, the Syndicate team is helping because that was a good game. Far Cry, again, I never played Primal, so I can't yeah. really offer Look, much there. It's, I don't know. I, I'm intrigued at what Ubisoft are doing at the moment. They seem to be taking a step in the right direction, just in general. While swinging a stick at the Vendi, going, no, you can't have us. Well, yeah, exactly. No hostile takeover, no. It, it could be them just going, like, like this is their Hail Marys. It's like, let's, all yeah. right, let's listen to what everyone said. Let's just try new things. If it doesn't work, the vending are going to fuck us anyway. Yeah, so, it's going to buy us out and gut us, no doubt. So we might as well try and recuperate some sort of critical acclaim. I guess we'll um, see how they go after Watch Dogs 2 comes out. Which is what I was about to say. Watch Dogs 2, because everyone's there's been a lot of journalists and games press that have had hands-on with the game recently. And it sounds like it's a lot of fun. It sounds like it's really interesting, like the stuff that you can do. Like I was listening to the Dude Soup podcast and I was talking about the different things you could hack. Hack the planet. Yeah, basically hack the planet. Like, but like legitimately this time, not just (laughs) fucking... Just hold hold X to raise the little things out of a road. Yeah, or uh, hold X to make meme pictures appear on a 
you know, slime works board. I spent a lot of time on those meme on no, those meme boards. Pretty funny. I'll give it that. That was that was actually kind of cool. Um, but this, the fact that they were, the guys on Dude Soup, the um, from Funhouse on the Dude Soup podcast, were talking about, um, they were driving along and, and they were saying about how in like you know the Grand Theft Auto games you, you normally have like ramps on the side of the road that you can like ramp off and do like sweet jumps. Um, they were saying that they were driving along and they saw like a uh, like a car trailer, I guess it would be like a trailer truck where you would like transport cars on. Um, and they basically hacked it so that the ramp fell down on the back of it and they jumped off it while the truck was still moving. And I must admit that was when I was like, yeah, all right, I'll play Watch Dogs too. I'm at, I mean, that sounds great. I mean, immediately they had, they had me with a more interesting protagonist. Yep. I don't think I'll buy it purely because the first one burned me so badly. I think, I think this is the be all end all for me. I'm going to give this one a go because I really am interested in the concept of it. Even and, if it is sort of just like a future Assassin's Creed. Well, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. I mean... That's, that's, I'm totally okay with that. It always felt like they were grooming watchdogs to sort of like... Like, just much how Assassin's Creed sort of took the place of Prince of Persia. Yep. Like, it felt as grooming watchdogs to take Assassin's Creed spot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but we'll see. Like, And if, like I've said before, if we're following the Assassin's Creed way of doing things... Assassin's Creed yeah. 1 was very repetitive, boring, bland. No one came out protagonists. But people were still interested in the concept. Assassin's Creed 2 came out, refined everything that, that, that people said about the first game, and it is arguably the best in the series. Yeah. So I'm, I've, I have hope for Watch Dogs 2. If it comes out, and it, I'm going to wait for reviews, obviously. But yeah, yeah, definitely it, wait for reviews. If it comes out and people are like, yeah, it's more of the same, like it, we were wrong, then I'm going to go, <laughs> cool. I've washed my hands of this. I'm done, but I'm, it's it's on my radar for sure. Yeah, it yeah. probably shouldn't be, but it is on my radar just because the the setting is interesting to me. That's fair. That's fair. I won't I won't hold that against you. Mm. But uh, speaking of Ubisoft, mm, right, yes, on the Ubisoft train because the game that they're making that I'm really excited about yeah. is For Honor. Yeah, and they've announced that it's going to have a full campaign. Like this isn't going to be a throwaway thing. Nope. It's a fully featured campaign mode, and that makes me so excited. That makes me really excited. Again, this is Ubisoft taking a step in the right direction. I've watched a lot of gameplay for Foreigner, yep. and it looks like it'll be okay to pick up and sort of like tool around with. But like to be really good, like it's going to be skill involved. There's going like, to be there's, there's there's like a next level layer, yeah, of depth like to it. Yeah. Lots of like combos I've seen in the menus, mm. and you got to like know when to mm. and like getting the guards right, and just really knowing how to face other opponents is going to... I'm so excited for that game. Well, because from a lot of people saying about, like, the the, the closed alpha that's just happened, people were saying, oh, it's just rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Which, yes, I guess you could say at base level. Yeah. It it is, but it's... There's so much... Yeah, like you said, there's there's layers and there's depth to that that combat system that I'm really interested in seeing how... And scared about. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm terrified. Some of those... Like, I was looking at some of the combos on a a person who was streaming it that was showing... Going through menus and looking at, like, tutorial videos, and I was just like, I'm actually intimidated and really excited. Yeah, yeah. And that Um, was just on the Viking class as well. Oh, and... Okay, so here's the thing. Do you think there's... They've said there's going to be a fully-fledged single-player campaign. Do you think... In my mind, the way it would be presented would be you'd play through Viking class... And you play like a five-hour campaign to do with them, and then you go through the samurai one, 
And then you go through the what's the other one? As, they're just for knights to me, honestly. The knights, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, so like if we're calling them off like Vikings, samurais, knights, they yeah. Are, the, the medieval ones. The vanilla class. Um, <laughs> Whoa, hey. I mean, I'm thinking it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're still pretty, they're still pretty badass. Like, they hey, are. Like, you say vanilla. Vanilla's still delicious. I saw a guy get killed with one of the execution moves where he like knocked him down and the execution was the knight took the sword by the blade and killed the guy with the hilt. <laughs> I was just like, wow. whoa. Wow. So, like I said, vanilla is still delicious. Yeah, still good. Just, Nothing yeah, wrong with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. How do you think this is going to play out? I think that's the, that's the best way to do it because you want everyone to logical sample yeah. all the like all three factions, I guess. And then do you have like an epilogue where... Oh, again, I'm just... <laughs> an epilogue where you like switch between... It's like a giant battlefield and it like you play a little bit of everyone... In that I mean, that would be very cool. It'd be insane. I'm, I'm open yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, holy, like, For Honor, since we're talking about it, I just want to talk a bit about how, how excited I am to see it. Yeah. Like, I watched the multiplayer matches and I love so much of what it has in it. Like, yep. for a long time, I've wanted a game like this, which is all about sort of like getting in there in like, in like medieval warfare, essentially. Because we've got plenty of like first person shooters. And we've, yep. There's some that close like chivalry and yeah chivalry is probably the Mount, closest mountain blade are similar yeah mountain blade but i don't know because they were first person they always felt sort of clunky i felt like they couldn't really get to the levels i wanted yeah and then along comes for honor which seems to newly be borrowing from the dark souls school yeah of thought where it's just like look let's do it third person you know we'll put we'll make it skill combat and it'll be fine and that's what i've wanted for a game for so long like i love when i see the gameplay like there's a line where the forces are like clashing. Yeah. Like, I want to get in there. I want to get on that front line and it's, just go to town and then like have a player like knock me and we suddenly change shit. They like, shift to like one-on-one combat. It's like you on Avenue. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You're done. And then like one of my mates will come and help me or one of his mates will help him and we end up in like a 2v1. Oh, yep. 2v1, 1v2. I liked the, oh. the, the, the 1v1 mode that I've seen on like... You can have like duels. It's yeah. like a duel mode. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. And it's like best of five rounds. Uh, that's oh. I'm going to play a lot of Frona. It's just a shame it comes not out the same day as Persona yeah. 5. We're not going to play it as soon as it comes out. We're going to play not. it like a, about a month or two down the track. <laughs> when everyone's really good at it and we and we suck. Yeah, that's fine. We'll just we'll play together. We'll, we'll play private matches. It's yeah. fine. That's still skill there, We're right? Like, yeah, look, look, look how good we are at We're this having game. fun. Um, oh. But yeah, now Ubisoft, I, I look, this is a turning point. They're conference at e3 this year i actually really enjoyed it, it was, was two hours long but i actually enjoyed it there was no laser tag so that was good and that's true there was eagle flight though there were oh so God. eagle flight was that was that was a couple of not points off the uh the total oh, for them. why is that a game that exists or well, at least the game can <laughs> exist but can the eagles not be so annoying it, it could like vr is so hard to show on a stage it so is that's just... not the part that was hard it was just the sound. <laughs> the constant eagle sounds. Oh. Yeah, yeah, basically. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, yeah. But, yeah, Ubisoft, they were the butt of a lot of jokes. Yeah. But, like, I'm honestly, I'm liking the direction they're going now. I am, too. And I think, uh, I like, I think, like I said before, it might be a Hail Mary as to them just going, <laughs> fuck it. And, like, hey, you know what, Joel? They're talking up the annex. <laughs> yeah, hey, they are. Eve Gamora. Is uh, pretty excited for it, apparently. I mean, Ubisoft are excited for any new console, but yeah, that's uh, true. yeah, 
I but Cynic Project Red Eye as well. Anyway, not no, NX, not NX. I, I still refuse to believe that. Yeah, that's yeah, it's a bizarre one to have. Anyway. But keep it up with yourself. On to our last bit of news topic. Now this is something I put in because <laughs> I just wanted to talk about this game because I fucking love this game. Um Bulletstorm has been potentially leaked for a next like current gen uh remaster. Uh, something called Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition has appeared on the Brazil Ratings Advisory Ratings Board. Um, and it's listed for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, now, Bulletstorm, if you don't know, uh, is a game by People Can Fly, back when they were part of Epic, or they might have just think, split from Epic. I think they was maybe it was around when it was to work with Epic. Yeah, it was towards the end. Um and it's it was a uh, sort of over the top tongue well and truly placed firmly in cheek. Placed so firmly in your cheek it probably went out like, outside through the, cheek. the cheek and then made like like a, a sex joke about yeah, it. Yeah, probably yeah. Because yeah. um, it was very like it was very toilet humory game. Oh yeah. Um but the thing about it was so cool, it had a um what do they call it? Uh skill it was like the tagline to the game was called "Kill with Skill," basically, because it, it gave you points based on how creative you were with your kills. And they had like ter- like like terms for them, so like you know you might because um, there was a grappling hook as well, which was also amazing. You might grapple hook someone towards you and then kick them, and then you kick them into like a, a spiked wall, and that would have a name like you know spike kicker or something. It was much better than that. It wasn't spike kicker. <laughs> Are you that sure? Was, that was that was that was three thirty-seven a.m. Joel saying spike, coming up with a name. Spike kicker. Spike kicker. Um, Jesus, there probably was a spike kicker in there somewhere. Probably. Um, yeah, it was just it was a really really fun game. I had so much fun with it. Uh, it didn't do very well, unfortunately, um, which sucked because it sort of all but disappeared off the face of the planet. Um, but if this is true, which it's very possible. Thank you. I'm I am ready to go back to that game. I honestly believe it. We live in the age of remasters, like and like weird remasters of games that you just be like, huh? Okay. Yeah, like Marvel Ultimate Alliance one and two. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The Transformers War for Cybertron. Yeah, War for Cybertron just randomly just like, hey, there it is. Granted, they were all Activision, so you know maybe that's why. But yeah, there's like anything could happen. If you can get remasters of games like that, who knows what else could happen. <clears throat> I just, you know, and hope, I just wanted to sell, like, the remasters to come out and do really well, and then for them to go, hey, Bulletstorm 2 is a thing. Well, here's the thing, that means you've got to campaign hard for it when it comes, if, if it comes I will. to fruition. You know what? I will. I'm going <laughs> to campaign hard for it. Let's let's start a, if, for all of you out there listening, if you played Bulletstorm <laughs> and loved it, let's get this, let's get this happening. I, I want Bulletstorm 2, and I know you do as well, listeners, it's amazing. Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because Bulletstorm is, it's, it's, it's not my, like one of my all time favorite, favorite, favorite games, but it's definitely one of my favorite games. I think I, I, remember, I had so much fun with it. I remember playing it. I think I owned it. Maybe. I don't remember. And I think I was just bad at it, honestly. Yeah. I was, it was, just, it was good. tough. Like, but like once you got it and you started thinking the way the game wanted you to think in terms of like, oh, there's like spikes up there and then there's like an explosive barrel. Maybe I could like grapple hook, kick him into the barrels and explode him up onto the... It was this weird sort of... 
and it made sense for those, like a shooter to have like a points based system based on how creative you were with your killing. Look, it was like honestly, it was fun to see the names of some of them. Like, yeah, I remember doing that. And yeah, you're right. Like that is a cool idea to have like scores and uh, to reward the player as such. And yeah. it was just, I guess at the time it was a different idea as it well. It was, especially because it was back in like in the thick of the uh, the brownie gray military war shooter. Yeah, and along comes this weird game about shooting people in the crotch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, why, and, why and, not? And also one of the best moments in the game, riding a like giant like mechanical T-Rex through oh, like, that's right. like a Godzilla through okay. like a, yeah, yeah, right. That was cool. That was good. It was uh, fucking awesome. That was a very cool part of the game. The game I, will, was I will confess great. that. That game was great. Oh, and you could slide everywhere too. So you could slide and kick people up into the air and then like shoot them. In the, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not going to, I don't want to shit all over sliding mechanics, but unfortunately I'm spoiled for sliding by Vanquish. Oh yeah. Vanquish, Vanquish did it well. Where's my, where's my remaster of Vanquish? I'd like to Platinum. play that properly. Platinum, where are you? Come on. <laughs> Get on that. Anyway, so Bulletstorm, full clip edition. Keep an ear out for Could it. Could be real, maybe. And if you'll... it is, Bulletstorm 2. Let's do it. Bulletstorm 2, you'll people. You'll hear Joel every week. He'll have like a 30-second part of the end of the podcast. Yep. Every podcast where he talks about Bulletstorm. It'll be like a weird sort of campaign trail. <laughs> Donald Trump-esque. Whoa, except, no. Whoa, that's not except, good. There. Except actually make sense and oh. be like logistically okay. <laughs> and not a fuckhead. Anyway, let's not get political. Oh, no, please. Uh, Cool. That's about it for news, honestly. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It's been a quiet one. Yeah. Look, there was a few things like there was Minecon going on and a Nothing really came out of it. Yeah, nothing. I've heard nothing. People no. were like, hey, mine comes in. There was, a, there, was a, there was a new adventure mode update coming, like exploration mode that adds some mm. like maps and llamas are going to be in it now. Llamas? Llamas, you can put chests on their backs. That's cool. Yeah. So that's that's, that's more of a Minecraft sort of embracing its nomadic nature so you can yep. load them up with supplies. And I think like the new like villages that sell maps to the temples and stuff. Oh, that's cool. And that, that, so it's more of a, it's going to encourage exploration more. Some more like dungeon crawling so, you know, stuff. That's, that's, that's cool. cool. I might actually it. jump back into Minecraft to check it out. Oh, we, we should all maybe should all <laughs> get maybe. the Minecraft gang back together. I think we should. See see how long it takes some of us to go mining too deep underground to find sh- diamond and then fall into lava and die instantly because that's mm-hmm. what some people do. Not mentioning I'm, any names. I am certain... That, mm. <laughs> I'm certain that uh, my, you won't have to convince my wife too much to get back in. <laughs> you just be like, hey, we're playing Minecraft. She's just like, yeah, we're back, baby. It's been a while since I played Minecraft, so I don't know. It might be fun to, dip, I'm ready to, to go back dip, to dip my toes in there and then start setting everything on fire with buckets of lava. <laughs> Fucking buckets of lava. As is the tradition. Yeah. In our, in As our, was the fashion at the time. And, and that fashion was fashionable. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we'll move on to a little, little question. We have a question. We got one this week. From our good friend Sean, our lovely friend Sean, keeping us in the, keeping us in business with the questions. <laughs> I love it. He's my favorite. He is. He's my favorite question asker. He does well. He does well. I challenge you, other listeners, <laughs> to beat him at this. Ooh, the yeah, gauntlet has been thrown down. Throwing that shit down. Um, so Sean asks us this week, what are your top? Wouldn't it have been awesome if moments in gaming? Uh, he gives an example of Ocarina of Time was great and all, but wouldn't it have been awesome if you actually got to keep playing after the credits rolled to get some damn gratitude from the Zoras for defrosting their domain? Uh, 
I've already touched it about four in this episode. Fuck the Zoras, man. They're yeah, dicks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. King Zora takes like six years to shift across to the side. They can get fucked. <laughs> you, you know the slow animation of him just like sort of wobbling to the left so you can get oh, through the jubble jubble. And it's like this. Yeah, what? what? What, what? No, fuck that. Fuck the Zoras. That's right. Yeah, fuck the Zoras. If, if anything, I want to play off the credits and go back to the Zoras domain and freeze him again. Yep. I just want to go back and hang out with the Gorons. Yeah, the Gorons are cool. They eat rocks. The Gorons, great. That's in fun. They're great. Love the Gorons. They roll on the balls and roll everywhere. Yeah. What the Zoras they, dan- they have the best dancing. I love it. Yeah, and Darunia is their leader, was it? Yes. yes. Yeah, loves fucking Zari, the song. Yeah, he <laughs> does. Loves it slash hates it. As everyone does, because that song just gets stuck in your head and just never quite leaves. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, like, I actually had one for this. Oh, I did. Now, I was saying before I was going to mention more about Overwatch. Because I think I might have touched on this before, but or maybe we've just... I know I've talked about this with you in general. But if... I, I know Overwatch isn't going to have any sort of single player. There's no plans for any sort of... Not single player, but like story-driven campaign. Um, but I would love to see. This is something that I heard Paul Verhoeven say on Twenty Eight Plays Later, and I totally agree with it. Um, having sort of like getting the, the the old gang back together and having to fight the Omnics in sort of like a, I guess for lack of a better word, wave shooter, um, or like some sort of story campaign. It doesn't have to be long. It was like two or three hours long and that was it. That'd be great. Just enough, like a little bite-sized chunk just to go, this is what it was like back back in the day, back when Overwatch was the shit, like back when they were, everyone loved Overwatch and the world was going to hell because the Omnics were rising up and taking over the world slowly. And it felt weird shooting Omnics though like that. That's true, I suppose. I'm not not to, to shit all over your idea, but no. I, like I, it would be strange to just be gunning down all those Omnics. I'd be like, oh, I feel... I mean, that's not that could be good for it if you felt bad about it. It's like I don't feel I don't feel good at shooting yeah. these Omnics. Like, it, I just I think it'd be interesting to see like, and have it set before the the events that like happen preceding Overwatch, like the game itself, like in terms of like the storyline, the timeline that it's set in. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I don't know. I I think that'd be really great to have some sort of like PVE element added to uh, Overwatch. It's not necessary. It's not something I'm going, oh, the game's a six for me, but it would be a nine <laughs> if it was sol- like... It's a solid six. Yeah, like it's not that. I still fucking love Overwatch. And I'm, I, I, you know, I will be going back to that game on and off for much more time to come. But I just think something like that would be really interesting, really cool. And also to get a little bit more story and background and narrative without having to watch the short, which are great, which I love watching the shorts, but having like another way apart from their comics and their shorts and all that other <laughs> stuff that they do um, to sort of deliver that narrative. Well, look, the Overwatch, the Overwatch world is definitely ripe for that. Like mm. I want to know more about that world. And yep. I know I can go and read about it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's a bad way to do it. I've honestly gone to the wikis and like checked out some Overwatch yeah. character entries, and there's a lot of story there, and that's cool. I've recently heard more about like Trace's backstory. I went, that's really awesome, yeah. and really sad, but awesome. So it would be cool to explore like the earlier days of the Overwatch, you know, bunch. I don't know how, how would you really incorporate? Would you would you 
maybe hint at more of a hero's villain's rift again. Like, since mm. it seems like it's so weird, but it seems like if there are bad guys, there's only a couple of them. Yeah. And, and I guess they're technically bad guys. All right. <laughs> Stay with me on this one. So this is the way you introduce a new character. You don't tell anyone that's how you're doing it, but it's like, obviously the internet people would know about it within like two hours of the yeah, game coming yeah, out. Definitely. But like you have that thing where it's like that, that, that sort of like PT moment where it's like you play for this PVE thing. Is that they announce it? It's like, this is a big thing. It's coming in a few months and everyone gets really excited for it. It comes out, people go through it You get to the end. There's a boss fight and it's this character you've never seen before. You're like, Whoa, who's this character? And then they have like a little bit of a scene and then you fight them and you win and after that, that character's unlocked. So like Smash Brothers sort of way of doing it. Kind of. Uh, not necessarily. Not so like, on a bigger scale, obviously. It'd be more so like, you know, it, I maybe I'd do it like a coming soon because that, it, it wouldn't be fair to unlock it by solely playing that. And then have it when other people don't. Yeah, when other people don't. So say like, you know, at the end it's like coming soon to Overwatch and then like a week later or two weeks later, it's like, this character's out now. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be really that'd cool. That'd be fun. I really... I don't <laughs> want that to happen. Blizzard, get on that. Don't get yourself too excited, though. Okay? No. It's sometimes fun to live in my head. <laughs> it really is. What about you, Karen? Like, I've been thinking about this question, honestly, for a lot of the podcast, in mm. the back of my mind, just trying to come up with something, because <laughs> a lot of it wouldn't be... It Wouldn't it be awesome if moments in gaming have already really happened for me? Mm. Like, as far as new ones go, like, it's honestly probably small stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd love to... Have because okay, see, this about his thing. Dark Souls is awesome, mm-hmm. right? You go through a game, you explore the area, you beat the bosses, that's great, right? But I think it would be really cool if they like you when you beat the game, just have like a little boss rush, like just see how far you can go. It's like that'd be cool. How many of these ridiculously brutal bosses can you beat in a row? Would you argue that maybe Bloodborne's Chalice Dungeons were? Maybe, but there's more, there's like still exploration between them. I'd yeah, love to have like true. a yeah. gauntlet of bosses. Like, it was just like go in a room, fight the boss, go into the next room, next boss. Yeah, yeah. and like you've got you've got set parameters as far as like your Estus flasks and stuff go. Just sort of like to really like test, a, test your metal. Like a leaderboard with like times, so like mm, you can say who can do it in the quickest time. Because you can throw yourself against a Dark Souls boss and you'll get there eventually. Yep. And like you'll get through the area, touch up on fire. You're all good. Yep. But God, like it scares me a bit to think about what I would do going against some of those bosses back to back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's rough. Uh, but what I will talk about, this isn't, this isn't a wouldn't it be awesome if, I just want to actually mention probably what is probably my favorite, like, thing a video game's done, similar to what Sean actually suggested, the, the playing after the credits right. thing. I just want to, want to pull us back in and talk about Pokemon Gold and Silver. Ah, okay. I still, that's probably still my favorite, probably my favorite post-game anything, really. Yeah. Because not only do you beat the Elite Four and then go... By the way, uh, Kanto's over there. It's like you get you get another game yeah, to like play. They need their ass kicked, and it's like, well, I am ready. I am ready to kick their ass. And you go over and just beat the shit out of everyone <laughs> over there. Yeah. All right, I'm the best. I got 16 badges. Yeah. So that was great. But then to go again into Mount Silver and just walking, you're like, wow, this is a whole new area. All these new Pokemon. This is really cool. You get to the stairs. You're like, where do these go? Hmm. You walk up there, and you see Red. So oh, you you yeah. see Red just hanging out there, and you're just like, Oh, it's on. Oh, oh motherfucker, I'm, it is on. I'm, I'm going you on your level 80 Pikachu. Oh, man. with your fucking hat on backwards. Hat on backwards. 
Um, that's probably like I would love to see. I don't know how other games would do it, but that was just a really cool moment that really I think embraced what makes Pokemon awesome, but also what made Pokemon Red and Blue really special. Because it's just like you're you're fighting the best Pokemon trainer from the previous yep. game, and no other Pokemon games have ever really done it since. And I guess it's, I mean, they could easily copy it. I'm glad they haven't because that would not wouldn't be as special. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that was just sort of like a really nice moment. That I think that's probably it's again it's not a wouldn't it be awesome if it's because that's already happened. They already did it for me. Those geniuses, those bastards. <laughs> You've already done it. They already did Love it. it. Didn't even need to. Didn't even need to ask me personally. But I was like, no, this is we've already done it, Karen. Well, I already mentioned like four during the podcast. So yeah. Just in general, I'm like, oh, I should have saved this. Damn it! Wouldn't it be awesome if you start playing through Persona Five, and <laughs> wouldn't fine. it be? Wouldn't it be awesome if Persona- I woke up tomorrow <laughs> and it was February fourteenth <laughs> and I had Persona Five in my hands? Yes, that would be awesome. Again, will be the best thing ever. Right, I'll say this one. This one, I'm sure it could be debunked if you Google it. I don't know because I'm staying spoiler free. Mm. But at least in Persona Four, there mm. was a character from Persona Three in it when you visited a certain city, right? Which was really cool. It was Chihiro, which is the one of she was on a student council in Persona Three. Yep. So that's cool. That's awesome. So it got me thinking about what character I would like to see from Persona Four. In Persona Five, Rise. <clears throat> okay, well, I wasn't. I was more so thinking from a narrative point of view, but okay. No, you, I just you, want can, Rise. you can say Rise. That's fine. Rise. I'm thinking more so. It'd be really cool to see Naoto. Because yeah, actually, that would make a lot of from sense. From what I do know, of Persona Five, the authorities have some knowledge of the Shadow World, so they sort of know about it. So right. I think that's probably my wouldn't it be awesome. Even though you, could, you, could, good, you yeah. could just go Google is Naoto in Persona 5 and you could probably email it to me and say, no, she's not. And I would say, shut up, don't send me spoilers. I, I <laughs> think that's highly plausible. And I think that's highly likely. I still, th- even if it doesn't happen, I still think that would be cool. A cool way to yeah. have a cameo from a past character. Even yeah. if it wasn't a cameo, even if it, like, if they didn't want to do it that way, if they just mentioned the fact that there's uh, one of our detectives had something to do with the show. Like, just an offhand line, we're like, I, it's, it's fucking Nalto. I know that. Um, yeah, that's why that will probably. It's really that's a really simple one. That's why all, all the and billboards. I just it, want Rise <laughs> Just like turning on the chat on like the TV. It's like playing a music video. Yeah, it's um, it all kind of in kitchen. Wouldn't it be awesome if Persona Five made Persona Four dancing all night officially canon? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you. <laughs> That's my mind blowing. And you turn on the TV and you watch that the music video for that last song in that game. And it's like the Love Meets Bonds Festival. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yes. I just want more inter yes. interpersona incestory, honestly, if anything. I, I it's not gonna happen ever, but I want that <laughs> to be the thing. Now. I mean again, you could Google it, it may happen, it may not. I I'm basing <gasps> this purely on the fact that Persona 4 has Chihiro from Persona 3 as, yeah. a, as a cameo when you visit their school. So it seems like a... a, a, like a it even plays the music from Persona 3 when right. you visit that school, which is very cool. So I wouldn't say it's impossible. And it, Do you know from from any of the other Persona or Shin Megami Tensei games, is, this, is that a common thing that they do? Uh, I Not that I'm aware of. Like, okay. I've only played a little bit of Persona 2, so I couldn't say if anyone was in Persona 3. Okay. I haven't really researched it. It's just, I just want more of that because I mean they all exist in the same world obviously well and and, and with the t- the style of game that it is 
it, it's already very fan servicey, and oh as yeah, it is. so oh it's super fan servicey. So that would make sense for it look to happen. At, look at the six hundred percent of four games we got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining. <laughs> Me neither. But uh, yeah, I don't know, like. Just little things like that. Like, nothing too grand. Yeah. Just fan service me. Just get get some mad Persona fan service. Yeah. Just do that. I'm on board. <laughs> I'm on board. Just give me that fan service. All right. Wouldn't it be cool if... Wouldn't it be cool if we had a Toy Story Lego game? Wait, you suggested that last time. I know, <laughs> but I just want to reiterate... You're cheating. Toy Story Lego game. Please, Travels Tales, make that happen. If you made that in Disney, in oh, Disney Infinity, it's not that. If you made that in Lego Dimensions, that that's that's a that's a seller for me. I will buy your fucking portal, and I'll buy that pack, and I'll play the shit out of it. All right, I'm throwing down gauntlets left, right, and center. I'm throwing down challenges like that. Like they ain't no one's business. Wouldn't it be awesome if we got? A Metroid game. <laughs> Full stop. Uh, Full stop. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome if we got a Metroid game? Wouldn't it be awesome if we got a Metroid game that actually did Samus's backstory justice? Yes. Like, oh, that's a good one. Like the way it was handled in Other M was sloppy at best, and I don't, I don't like to rag on games. Like, mm-hmm. and Other M has redeeming qualities for sure. The story isn't one of them, and just the, it does it. I feel like it does a terrible disservice to Samus Aran as a character. Yeah. And wouldn't it be awesome if we got a better retelling of that tale? Because like, the comics that aren't necessarily canon are very cool. And it would be, I would love to see that properly realized in a better game. Not necessarily saying a Metroid Prime game. I don't know what... It doesn't have to necessarily be first person. It could be... A weird, different sort of game like Other M was. At this stage, we're just after a new <laughs> fucking Metroid game. Please. I, I just want to see Samus's character, I don't know, done a bit more justice. And again, I don't want to be that guy shitting all over Other M. Because people, there's countless articles out there you could go and read about it. It's not a. It's, it's a good game. It's just like. I'm looking at a poster right now. Yeah, I know. Me too. And it's like. It's I, like oh. But in, like, in terms of series canon, it's just. The Rough. way the way it rewrites some stuff and sort of messes with Samus as a as a person, really, like not even like sure she's a video game character, but if if you have any interest in Metroid, you're probably she, aware that she's pretty stoic. Yeah, and that's yeah, I I could get that she is very stoic and like obviously doesn't really say anything in in previous games because she's on, she's on her own. So who's she going to talk to? Herself? Exactly, <laughs> like you know, um, talk to Metroid. No, Metroid, the baby Metroid. Don't we don't talk about the baby Metroid. It makes us too sad, Joel. That's very true. It's not fair. Fuck um, Mother Brain. Yeah. Fuck Mother Brain, yeah. Bitch. Um, but yeah, like, just the way that they, yeah, like you said, they handled it in Other M. Just, they made her bland, not stoic. Yeah. And I think there's a, yeah. I don't like, and again, like, I don't want to blame the voice actress. No. Because I've heard from someone, from some of the people I know on Twitter who um, know her, so she's quite lovely. So that's fine. Yep. I think, again, just so much of it comes down to, the forces behind, like, just the direction, the writing, the localization, just a lot of things would have just went wrong. Yep. And it's just a shame. I want to, I just, as someone who loves Metroid, I think it would be awesome if we got a a better version of that story. Yeah. But just does it more justice. It's very true. And that's, uh, that's how I end this on a downer note, because we'll never get it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never I had get a good, it. I had a good one, too. 
That's right. Please pick us back up. What if... Oh, God. Wouldn't it be awesome... Maybe. ...if Nintendo announced (laughs) the NX... I told you. It's, full stop. It already exists, it's man. It's full stop. It, Wouldn't it be awesome it's if, inside we knew, you. if we knew what it was? Do you it, know what? I'm going to... And this is in this week's, epi- in this week's uh, edition of Joel likens the NX to other <laughs> pop culture references. It's like the It or the Thing. What was it from South Park? Was it called It. Oh. And it was like the weird circle bike thing that was supposed to like solve the whole world problems. <laughs> and to operate it, you basically had to like suck it off and then like get fucked by it in the ass. <laughs> oh, that's right. And it was like this circle that, yeah. But everyone went nuts for it because it was supposed to like solve all these problems and stuff. That's why it's, the NX is getting to that level. Wouldn't it be awesome <laughs> if. I don't know what I, I don't know if I want to know. This no, one. Wouldn't it be awesome if at next year's E3. Kojima comes out on stage and goes, you can download PT again now. And it turns oh. out it's a prequel for Death Stranding now. Oh. But it's different, obviously, not just the same PT. And that- it's exclusive to the NX. <laughs> what? Mic drop. That'd be great. It's, it's too crazy. It's too crazy. You have, you have to do some like some audio adjustment there, Joel. Oh. We, we went crazy. That's fine. Just, <laughs> just turn it down, guys. Sorry about that. Sorry about your speakers. Um, or your ears. <laughs> Look. PT and NX in one sentence is just too much. It, yeah, no one, no one's ready for that. Audacity exploded. Um, <laughs> I exploded. Yeah, just a little bit in the on the inside. And then I reformed to continue this podcast. Yeah, and much like existence. Majin Buu. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> I think that's a good spot to to wrap things up. Do you think? Sure. I mean, if you. Don't think I make a very good Martian Boo. That's fine. I didn't say that at all. I just you're, found you're, it very you're, amusing. You're implying it very heavily. I just found it very amusing. I appreciated it. <laughs> appreciated it. Oh, it's getting to crazy o'clock now. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up then. Uh, so, as always, we wanted to thank you guys for listening. If you've stuck around this long and listened to us rattle off a bunch of wouldn't it be awesome <laughs> ifs, some of which we should never talk about again. <laughs> And some that we should talk about, Nintendo. That's for sound of them not responding to yeah. you because they don't care. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We're dialogue options on both of those respective accounts. You can also follow myself, Kyron, on Twitter, at LemonManX, and my good friend Joel. At Mac. The energy he has at 4am is insane. <laughs> um, also, as He is insane. Well, himself. I, I didn't want to say it, but if you're going to say it, sure. No, I am. He's a little bit crazy. <laughs> uh, also, if you subscribe to us on iTunes, Joel, what is it that people should be doing? I don't understand iTunes. Okay, I, so if I you're open on, it and it confuses me. That's fair enough. Like, if you're on iTunes or on the App Store or anything like that, and you listen to us and you like us, um, please give us a, a, like, a rating and a review. Uh, leave some lovely comments there for us, please. Share it uh, around. Because if the, the more people that rate it, the more into circulation it goes on the iTunes podcast charts. That's my understanding of how things work. I'm an Android user. Um, yeah, like Android users, just share it with your friends. Like <laughs> It's all good. Just go, hey, like send a text and go, hey, you should listen to this. Like <laughs> Apple, which is a little complicated for you. They, don't, they like to make it difficult. Yeah, exactly. They keep well, it tricky. Us Apple users. <laughs> we're, like, we're like chalk and cheese. You're the Android user. I'm the Apple user. 
Which, um, which one? Which one am I? A chalk or a cheese? I don't know, Kyron. I like cheese more. Can I be cheese? I don't know, Kyron. It's <laughs> been a long day. <laughs> you can be chalk. I can be chalk. I'm speaking, I'm speaking for the podcast. Joel's chalk, I'm cheese. I'm very dry. And Please finish so this up. So you're chalk. It's fine. Please finish this up. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so we'll see you guys next week. And we'll let our wonderful theme song by Azure Flux take us out. Strike witches, get bitches. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Later. <laughs> Thank you.